You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hi, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, so Renee, one thing I never thought much about before becoming a parent was the way my kids' emotions would affect me. So everybody on the planet has emotions, duh, right? Right. Adults and kids. But I never really considered having to help my kids understand and control theirs. Neither one of us is a therapist or expert in child development, but you almost have to be. Um both yes on the fly as a parent yeah yeah so from the time we bring that sweet little baby home we're met with emotions crying so much crying (laughs) so much crying i remember the very next morning after i brought emma home after all the panic had washed over me i just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and they said it was hormones and it probably was Mm -hmm. partly but it's also just the overwhelming nature of it what have i done right yeah what have i done i can't undo it (laughs) Oh, no. And the tantrums and the whining, the frustration, the giggles, the hurt, the pain, the embarrassment, the jealousy, the silliness. Some emotions are pleasant. Yeah, and some are not. Some are not. That's okay. And some are triggering to us as parents. So part of the process of helping our kids navigate their emotions is figuring out some of our own stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the story of parenting, isn't it? Yep. You think you're trying to raise another little person and you realize, oh, I get to deal with all my stuff too. (laughs) Yeah. Bonus. (laughs) Yeah. By God's grace. So today, due to a listener's suggestion, we're going to focus on a particular emotion. Anger. Anger. How to help your child through anger. Through anger. Right. So the Bible has a lot to say about anger. There are so many things. So I just picked a few Proverbs. Proverbs 37, 8 says, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. Mm-hmm. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Proverbs fifteen one. The kids and I used to sing this one. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Yep. Proverbs fifteen eighteen. A hot tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. And just for good measure, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. (laughs) Yeah, there's actually way more about anger in the Bible, especially Proverbs, than I thought that there was. So much. I was really surprised by that. And it can be such a loaded emotion in both adults and kids uh, that it's worth giving some time to the topic. I think our society in general probably can be characterized as a pretty angry society oh yeah i think we're really angry right now that's why we have karens we have a name for them (laughs) we do (laughs) we do when we're talking about anger this is everything this is um this is a continuum Mm -hmm. everything from mild irritation or annoyance to full-blown fury and rage yeah and you can see that even in little kids oh you can i've seen it (laughs) You seen it, Bonnie? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Hashtag two-year-old. Yes. yes. So, well, in this podcast, we're not going to talk about what I would call righteous, what we justify. We tend to justify that kind of anger, righteous anger, um, where you're an activist against injustice, the kind that can be a catalyst for change. We're talking today about the sort of anger that derails us or our kids that just kind of shows up when we snap or we lose it. 
Yeah, it, and it, that's not helpful, and it's actually mostly hurtful. Exactly. I've heard it called the dynamite emotion. That's very, yeah, It's apropos. so destructive, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we know certain people have a propensity for this, that anger is their default. Mm-hmm. Um, and this predisposition for anger and aggression can actually be hereditary. Yeah, lots of things are hereditary, but as with everything, like we don't have to stay that way. Yeah. Our I, brains are amazing, and we can rewire them. Absolutely. That is the good news. And especially so when we don't try to power through with the sheer force of will, we have God to call on and help us develop these. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah. To to plant those seeds and have the fruit of righteousness, love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> kindness, gentleness. <laughs> That's right. Right. All those things. So in her article, Why Anger is Bad for You, neurophysiologist Narina Ramlakam says, now we separate people into those who hold rage in and those who express it out. Yeah, so some of us are stuffers. Yeah. And we hold rage in, and some of us are blower uppers. <laughs> yes. We just explode. And you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. And I would say certain cultures would tend to be certain ways. So I have Italian friends, and they're like, oh, that's just the way we are. We're right. loud. And we just, we, we just vent immediately all the emotions and that's just what we do there's um i think tim keller said this in one of his sermons that yeah an individualistic culture like america says express it you know you should be free to express whatever which is not good necessarily and then there are tribalistic cultures that say suppress it for the good of all and that's not necessarily good either surprisingly so we're going to talk about that yeah i mean i've been binge watching the crown with my husband Talk about suppressing emotions. They're British. The British. (laughs) So much suppression. (laughs) Like, I I cannot do this. I feel like you all need therapy. (laughs) You all need to learn to express your emotions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, so um, Brene Brown right now has this great new book out called Atlas of the Heart that's about emotions and reactions to them. And in her chapter on anger, she mentions that research tells us anger is what we feel when something blocks a desired outcome. Or when we think there's a violation of the way things that should be. Somebody else is to blame. Something can be done to fix that. It's an action emotion, a full contact emotion that activates our nervous system. It can hijack our thoughts and behaviors. And it can take a real toll on our physical and mental health. Yes, I, I agree. In its uncorrupted origin, Tim Keller puts it this way, similar to Brene Brown. Anger is actually a form of love. It is love in motion to deal with a threat to someone or something we truly care about. Just like she's saying, it's a violation of the way things should be. Right. It, we see we see something in our child that we dislike. We get angry about it, and rightfully so. But how we deal with it so many times is yes, not helpful. Because I think we see that you see the stupid in your child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why are you acting so stupid? Yes, yes. Um, and you are you should get angry at the stupid, but not angry at the child necessarily. Right. That's what the true source of anger is is that i am angry that you are uh, not acting your pure self in the way that you should be acting your pure self and we need to squash that part yeah like you see the potential in your child you you can see you as a parent you know them you know as as well as any human um, would know them not as well as god but obviously but you you see this potential and then you see them derailing yourselves that's that's anger yeah. that's appropriate for the for the situation but a lot of times we hit the panic button and then we respond wrongly to we that over respond yeah so we do we're mad at the dumb thing that they did mm-hmm. and we're super mad at them 
Yes. And we put it on them. You are a bad, you know, kid for doing that. Or you, you make terrible choices, that kind of thing. Especially if it's something you see in yourself. Ugh, then it's even worse. Then it's even Absolutely. worse. And you, you really do tend to get um, out of focus mm-hmm. and, and you get a distorted view of what's actually going on. Right. And anger, you know, unresolved anger, inappropriately handling anger, it's really bad for your health. Yeah. So all these scriptures, again, scripture just paints a picture of reality and kind of how the world works. And if you want to jump off the building and deny gravity, that's fine. <laughs> but don't be mad when you break your legs or worse. <laughs> yeah. So um, science is just telling us all the things that Proverbs and other passages of scripture are telling us anger is really bad for you. Yeah, it's worse than anxiety. And we all know how bad that is. Yes, it's worse than depression. And we all know how bad that is. Yes. So an article in Everyday Health just listed some of the I just went looking, there's lots of articles out there, they listed things that um, anger does to you, Mm -hmm. biologically, physiologically. So an angry outburst can put your heart at great risk. In the two hours after an angry outburst, the chance of having a heart attack doubles. That's crazy. Doubles. That's really crazy. So you have an angry outburst. You increase your chance of a heart attack by twice. So, okay, you say, no, no, no. I'm going to stuff it down. Mm. I'm going to repress my anger. Yeah. That's associated with heart disease. So that's a slow death. You want a quick <laughs> death or a slow death? Yeah, pick one. Which yeah. Would you rather have? So, but interestingly, they noted constructive anger where you speak up when you're offended by something or you're problem solving because of an of a angry emotion. Mm-hmm. That's not associated with any poor outcomes. Right, because you're identifying it, you know where it's coming from mm-hmm. and you're figuring out ways around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is what we need to have as our goal. So anger also ups our stroke risk. There was a three times higher risk of having a stroke from a blood clot to the brain or bleeding in the brain during two hours after an angry outburst. Kind of what you just said about yeah, the heart attack. Yeah, it's crazy. It also weakens your immune system. If you're mad all the time, you just might find yourself feeling sick more often. In one study, Harvard University scientists found that in healthy people, simply recalling an angry experience from their past caused a six hour dip in levels of the antibody immunoglobulin A the cell's first line of defense against infection. You just have to remember it. Remembering it. So the story you tell yourself, that becomes really important. Think of all that unforgiveness people carry around and they they pull that little nugget out and they they look at it and they stroke it Mm -hmm. and they, they talk about their offense and they get angry all over again. Bad. And then it just tanks your immune system. Bad. Wow. so bad yikes anger problems can also make your anxiety worse if you're a worrier anxiety and anger can go hand in hand in a 2012 study published by the journal of cognitive behavioral therapy researchers found that anger can make symptoms worse of generalized anxiety disorder not only were higher levels of anger found in people with generalized anxiety disorder but hostility along with internalized unexpressed anger in particular contributed greatly to the severity of those symptoms so again it's going to damage your heart one way or the other yeah. it's going to make your generalized anxiety disorders worse it's um going to lower your lower your immunity immunity and it's linked to depression oh, numerous good news yeah yeah <laughs> we're just full of good news we're going to get to the good news but numerous studies have linked depression with aggression and angry outbursts especially in men So in depression, passive anger, where you ruminate about it and never take action, is common. So one of their doctors said a piece of advice for someone struggling with depression mixed with anger 
is to get busy and stop thinking about it so much. Wow. That would just be what scripture calls taking every thought captive. Yeah, every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Just stop it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Also, it can hurt your lungs. That is crazy to me. A group of Harvard University scientists studied 670 men over eight years using this hostility scale. Uh, to measure anger levels and assess any changes in the men's lung function. The men with the highest hostility ratings had significantly worse lung capacity, so which meant they had greater risk of respiratory problems. So, so bizarre. Yeah, so you have all this physical harm that you're causing yourself, not to mention damaging your relationships and your social connections. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> scenes, it's terrible, but I, hey, I'm just being real. Okay, be real with this, Bonnie. It's the scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where Steve Martin comes up to the lady at the car rental counter, you know, and they like have to bleep <laughs> half of it out because there are literally 18 F-bombs within one minute. <laughs> but we can all relate. He has just had it up to here. <laughs> And we can all relate because it's hilarious and funny. But we also know it's not the best example of how to treat another person. Right. So let's move to Deuteronomy, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) From planes, trains, and automobiles. (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) In Deuteronomy 32, we see Moses come down from the mountain where God had just given him the Ten Commandments. So I love this part of scripture. He, Moses comes down to find them, quote, running wild. It made me think of running amok, the mm-hmm. what we say in the South. Um, Israelites, they were just running wild, and he was angry. He approached the camp and saw the golden calf and the dancing, and his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made, I love this so much, (laughs) burned it in the fire, ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made them drink it. Okay, now if this does not sound like a parent who has lost it, (laughs) if I have to pick up these toys from this floor one more time, and you gather them all up, and I'm just throwing them all away, and you are never going to see them again, right? I know. Are we recommending they grind the toys to powder, scatter them on water? No, no, we're not. We're not We're recommending, not recommending that. that. So, okay, so that's not the end of the story, though. So he, God says, you know what? I'm mad too, and y'all can just go to the promised land without me. Bye, see ya. And Moses like is begging God, please don't do that. Please don't let send us to the promised land alone. And God says, okay, I'll I'll relent on behalf of you, not on behalf of those people, but on behalf of you, I'll do that. And then. Moses, as if that's not good enough, he's like, okay, and will you show me your glory while we're at it? And interestingly, God agrees to do that. And he gives Moses a logical consequence before he shows him his glory. He says, you're going to uh, come up on this mountain and you are going to carve those tablets again. So God carved them himself the first time, front and back. Moses throws them on the ground in the middle of a tantrum really angry outburst right. expressing it outwardly and god says okay well you're gonna um you're gonna do those again and then i will show you my glory so god comes down in a cloud on top of the mountain and then he declares his name and this is how god describes himself the lord the lord the compassionate and gracious god slow to anger abounding in love and faithfulness maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness rebellion and sin which is just what he'd seen from all those Israelites. Right. Slow to anger. Mm -hmm. Not unangry. Not unangry. Is that a word? Unangry? (laughs) Not not angry. (laughs) Yeah. And not explosive anger. Yeah. Slow Slow to to anger. anger. So if we're made in the image of God, and we are, that's what we're going for here. Mm -hmm. 
We're trying to help our kids get to the point where they can be slow to anger. And another way of saying that would be getting angry well. Right. Which I was a Tim Keller phrase, which I just loved. Yeah, so good. So like, okay, so anger is just an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. And there are no bad emotions. So we tend to think that. We tend to label stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Sad is bad. Anger's bad. I did that for years. Yeah, not a good for thing. For years. It's just an emotion. They're just indicators like lights on our car dashboard. So when the lights come on, we don't categorize it. We don't say, uh-oh, the oil light is bad and the low tire pressure light is good. Right. They're just indicators. We, something's going on. Yeah. But but you can't always get the full truth from them. Like just, and just like your car dash. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I've had a light come on and it wasn't actually needing to come on. It just on. says engine. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> you go like you look up in the manual and you're like, oh, or this light's coming on uh, wrongly. Mm-hmm. There's not actually something wrong and our mechanic has to take a look. That can be the case with us. Yep. So our emotions can tell us, hey, something is going on that's causing a lot of turmoil. But I'm very suspicious of my emotions. Yeah. I'm, I'm highly suspicious of my emotions that they don't always give me the correct temperature Right. Of what's actually going on. Exactly. And you should be, I think. I think yeah. you should be. Yeah. But, it just helps to observe them. But yes, but they're not bad. You're right. Like they're gift they're gifts from God. Right. So when you look at an angry child, which is kind of what we're focusing on today, your angry child is not a bad child. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a rebellious child or a sinful child or any of the other words you want to slap on them at that moment. They're just processing something. Mm-hmm. And it's your job as mom or dad to figure out what that something is and to help them figure out how to process it better. Yeah. So I always think of the things that are hardest for us in our children that we deal with that are like the most besetting sins that that just crop up again and again, year after year, really are are in the end probably going to be their greatest strengths Mm -hmm. if we can get them to harness that, do it well, like you're describing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your stubborn child that digs their heels in will likely have a very strong internal compass right when they grow up if you help them to harness that stubbornness in a way that glorifies god your angry child is going to have a high justice meter if you teach them to be angry about the right things to order their loves which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. like you're actually going to help that child that child can be a force for such good Mm -hmm. in the world and be such a blessing to people around them right if they are able to get angry at the right things and be slow to anger Mm -hmm. and to respond in a God honoring way when they are angry. Yes. And if you can, if they can learn that self-control, that's another great skill to, oh, to pass on to others. So important. Emotions can be contagious. They so are. When your child gets angry. Oh, mom, if you're prone to that yourself, there's a way higher likelihood that you're going to take that personally and jump right in there with them. Absolutely. And come right back at them. And then before you know it, you're in this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, so so let's teach our kids how to be angry. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says that anger lodges in the heart of fools. So lodges, like that's living there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean, it's not saying that the passing feelings of anger makes you foolish. When you hold it there and you let it take up residence in your heart. As, as a habit. As a habit, are you characterized by that? That Then you become a fool. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs 29, 22 says that a hot-tempered person commits many sins. We know this. Mm-hmm. When we lose our temper, we very likely are going to commit some sort of sin. That's when, we, that's when we stop acting like the image bearers of God that we should be. Right. We, we become quick to anger and wrath. 
and blame shifting and, right. and wrecking relationships left wrecking, and right that's and all right the things that go along with that that's right so we got to hold attention here we have to learn to ourselves and we have to also teach our kids that having no anger doesn't reflect the image of god that means you don't care about anything that's apathy mm-hmm. and blowing up in anger isn't reflecting the image of god that's destructive mm-hmm. dynamite but being slow to anger does reflect the image of god right so i and i think this is so true just personally for me i'm this person i'm the quick to anger um i think i'm better about it my husband would say i'm way better about it than i was when we first got married but um yeah anything could could set me off it was a like a controlling sort of issue everything had to be just so and then kids come along we (laughs) good luck good luck controlling (laughs) controlling every aspect of your child (laughs) so yeah it was a little harder but Um, I think that I learned, and this is a true statement, that anger more than any other emotion is a mask. So more than 90% of the time, if you're dealing with a child's angry outburst, there's something other than anger that's really going on. Anger is just that quickest, easiest expression in your emotional bag. Yeah. So our job as parents is to peel back that onion and better yet, help our child eventually be able to peel back the layers of their own heart and get curious about what they're really struggling with. Yeah. If you're the explosive anger, I'm the slow burn. The simmering, stuff it down, stuff it down mm-hmm. simmering anger. It's just so bad for you. Yeah. It's so, so bad for you. I'm so grateful to God that, yes, through parenting, really through the experience of parenting, I had to lay that down. <laughs> I had to stop that. And, and it was the peeling back the layers. It was usually something that was inconveniencing me. Yep. I was embarrassed. I was, my time was taken up. Mm-hmm. It was something that reflected on me because it was that perfection. Yep. And that's not righteous anger. No, that's, that's just that's pride. In, that's inordinate <laughs> self-love. Yeah, yes. it's pride. It totally is. So Augustine calls this wizard behind the curtain of anger disordered affections. That's what I'm talking about. It's the age-old problem of taking good things and making them ultimate things. So it's this slippery slope. We you really do love your child yeah but when you get to the point that you say my life's not worth living if they don't fulfill me or represent me well or love me back the way i want now it's an idol yep it's a shift that turns blessings into idols so the next time you're angry mom or dad ask yourself why is it something god would be angry about yeah and if so okay what are we going to do about it if not repentance time yeah yeah um so like yeah for example if you get somebody slights you in some way Mm -hmm. somebody kind of digs you a little bit on social media or whatever or the age-old cut you off in traffics or maybe you got passed over at work or you had an idea shut down or you're not appreciated by your spouse all the things that happen in the course of any given day right Mm -hmm. um you find yourself getting irritated or annoyed contemptuous or outright angry about it the problem might be that you love yourself a little too much <laughs> no ow which sounds crazy in america because you hear it like self-love is like way up there in the messaging yeah you know love yourself be true to yourself you deserve this you deserve the best you deserve to be happy oh, it's all about our rights yes in america yes Woo-hoo. so so yeah if you if you find yourself getting angry in those ways you, you you might just do a little inner reflection just here. Just pause for a second mm-hmm. and ask yourself, wait, why mm-hmm. is this such a big thing to me? Yeah. Why does that always set me off? So, okay. 
I, that's good. This is all good. This is helpful for adults, but let's talk about kids mm-hmm. because kids are not fully formed. You know, they're, they're these little blessings from God who were stewarding for some years mm-hmm. before they go off into the big wide world. And there's, there's lots of reasons a child can be angry. We'll talk about some that, hey, you can deal with as a parent. And then there's some that, you know what, you might need to get reinforcements. Mm-hmm. You might need to seek some some people who've studied this and are, are professionals who can help you along the way. Right. So number one, as always, don't freak out. <laughs> that would don't be my freak answer. Out. That's right. Don't freak out. Take a deep breath. It's probably okay. But one reason your child could be angry is like we said before, heredit- heredity. Mm-hmm. Hereditary. Yeah. Are you angry? Yeah. And now your child is angry. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it could also be a developmental growth spurt. So a lot of times, you know, we see our kids growing out of their pants or whatever. And yeah, of course, they're going to have growth spurts. They're eating a little bit more. They have a bigger appetite. But we often don't consider that they have emotional growth spurts, too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super interesting and really good to keep in mind. I mean, you think puberty is like a major emotional growth spurt. Yes. They don't know what to do with all those things. In certain ages and stages like toddlerhood, um, middle school, late high school, early 20s, come with these huge brain renovations. And they have impeded ability to self-regulate. So just know that going in. That's such helpful yeah, information. Don't take it personally. There there are stages of your children's development where this is likely to happen more often. Mm-hmm. And p- it can have a biological component. Right. So you as a parent are just like, okay, hold up here. Let me put some scaffolding up because some renovation is going on. Let's work on this little area over here. And like, don't freak out about it. it just is what it is. Right. The second thing that could be going on when you see anger in your child is anxiety. So anxiety can look a lot like anger. If your brain is anxious, you're under siege and you're in fight or flight mode. So of course you're going to get angry more quickly. You're worried about your security, your safety, and you're, you know, depending on how old your child is, can they verbalize that? They might not even have a word for that. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to express the, the things I'm feeling. Exactly. So though, so that would be my go-to. Can we walk through what you're feeling? Can we put words to this? Mm-hmm. Or how's your, how are you feeling on the inside? How's your tummy feeling? How yeah. are your arms feeling? What would make you feel better right mm-hmm. now? And if they say, I just want to sit with you, well, maybe they just need security. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just need, maybe that's an indicator. Okay, something's not right. They're not feeling secure. They're a little worried about something. Um, so think about what ways as a parent you can provide some security for them throughout the day without them even really knowing it and see if, see if that makes the uh, meter go down a little bit and refer to our episode where we talked about the overparenting. So you don't want to take away every obstacle that's causing your child anxiety, overcoming minimal anxiety actually improves yes. their ability to deal with anxiety and future security feelings. But yes. if you see this as a chronic problem with your child, yeah, mm-hmm. you might need to take steps to increase. And there's anger coming from it because mm-hmm. they don't really know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. So give them some language. Right. Um, well, loss of control. Like think of a kid's life in general. There's not a whole lot that kids have control over. True. There just isn't. We're telling them what to do as parents. Their teachers are telling them what to do. Their youth group is telling them what to do. Now you're going to eat. Now you're going to sleep. Now you're going to go here and there. So there's not a lot of um, control. They follow other people's directions. So one way to really, really help with that, and they can get angry mm-hmm. and not know why. Mm-hmm. And you're just saying, why are you so angry all the time? Like, what is your issue? Well... We talked to Jamie Langley some time back about outdoor time, giving your child freedom to play. And this is a great 
um, exercise for them to let go and release some of the anger is just give them some downtime, give them some free play outdoors. Let yes. them see some trees and grass and sky. <laughs> it, it really is true. Yes. It's, it's so important. And um, if you can't get outside, like if you're stuck inside because it's wintertime and you've got all this snow outside, I think I remember Jamie saying like, throw all the couch cushions on the floor. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let them explore and climb in ways that would not be normally allowed yeah. in the home so that they have this freedom of expression, like you're saying, freedom to play. Mm-hmm freedom to control some of the things they're doing because you're right they don't have a lot of control right but i would also say there's like there is no bad weather there's only bad clothes so (laughs) put on a bigger coat and some heavier socks and go outside anyway well i was just listening to the guy who invented basketball i can't remember his name he invented it because um he was a teacher in the northeast and there was a blizzard and the students couldn't go outside. And one of the, maybe the administrators, the principal said, hey, can you create a game? These kids are driving, <laughs> like they were terrible in the hallways. They were bubbling with energy. Or all they're going to do is run back and they're, forth. Run that's back right. And, forth. and he, so he did. He said, I took a soccer ball and a basket, peach basket or something, and tried to create some rules where they weren't tackling each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how basketball was invented. See? So I was thinking of blizzards, but you're right send them out in the rain mm-hmm. send them out in the snow like we just had snow recently yeah send them out in the snow it's it's so healthy so good all the ways that we talked about anger what it does to your body being outside does the opposite it does it so. does so another uh, reason your child might be angry could be they're feeling disconnected so it's just a quick way for them to get your attention and have a need met <laughs> right so puppies do this you know we're we're we have a dog that's like a year and a half old she jumps on us and she because she wants our attention and what mm-hmm. we've been told by our trainer is when you tell her no no and like push her to the floor off your leg you're giving her what she wants she wanted your attention mm-hmm. so you just kind of push her aside gently and don't say anything you ignore her because you're not wanting to reinforce that behavior now with your children you don't want to ignore them but it's the same thing they're they're vying for your attention perhaps and this but they're not doing it well. But in a, in a way that's not. Yeah. So you can just say, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. Let's try that again with Let's a nicer try that tone. Again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just set a timer and make them come back. So I'd like a one minute, two minute, three minute timer. Be like, okay, you can come back and ask that in a different voice. Mm-hmm. That's not the voice we use in the house. Right. That's not nice to mom or that's yeah. not nice to dad. Yeah. We yeah. would do that with whining too, but works the same yeah so uh, another reason your child could be angry if you've had any big life changes or transitions or trauma Mm. for a little kid routine is everything so any changes in that can create these huge disruptions way more than for adults then that when their emotion center is highly activated like that they're less likely to access their thinking brain so they can be quick to anger so i mean if they're going through grief or you've lost a pet recently or you've added a new baby to the family anything that's a big transition like the holidays vacations lots of things can disrupt a schedule if they're getting irritated and snappy that could be why that's my one of my first as a mom that was one of my go-to questions for myself what is going on in our lives right now context yeah and yeah is there some context here that that this behavior can be understood through Mm -hmm. and i might discipline it in a different way yeah because of that okay emotional and behavioral challenges almost always these are observable from very young ages and they remain consistent through childhood so these are things like adhd 
sensory processing disorders, autism. These, these will all affect your emotional regulation and your child will struggle to control their anger. Yeah. So if it's kind of inordinate or out of bounds a lot, and the and you've tried to address it in certain ways that we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, and it really doesn't seem regulatable, and you can't really seem to get to the bottom of it, then that might be worth just talking to your pediatrician about some of the behavioral things going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we talked about before, well, temperament. Some kids are just inherently less flexible. These are the ones like at <laughs> one and two years old, you know they're lining up their cars in the floor and certain you know in a line and they don't want to mess up and all their dolls have to be facing the exact same way their control and their environment is really important to them they're gonna have to work harder to manage big emotions they're gonna feel them more intensely yeah and remember uh, as parents we have a standard and we bring all of our little people to that standard and if they have a harder time getting there we do extend grace and understanding and give them longer time to get there. But we don't just say it, but uh, we, oh well. We don't say that's how they are. Mm -hmm. So if your child's temperament is bent towards um, wanting to control their environment and being less flexible, they're gonna struggle with anger. Yeah. Like they're gonna struggle with anger. They are. So you're gonna need to take the long view on that. We're looking at years here, Yeah, moms. but think about if you don't address it. Oh yeah. Where does that, what's the end game of that? Where does that end up? Yeah, well, they won't have a bunch of friends at school. Right. And their teacher will label them as the problem child. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it, it becomes all these these other burdens for them instead of, again, like wanting to control your environment or having things lined up. Like those people are very efficient in the world. Yeah, they're great things about they're them. They're great, great like members of society that we need and want. But they also have to get along with everyone else in yes, society. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And so we want we want the best of that personality trait and we want to harness that anger in a way that honors God. Yeah, for sure. All right. So sometimes your kid is angry because they're seeing you do it. Mm -hmm. You're modeling it. So kids learn how to do life in families. We say it all the time. So if you are commonly angry, if you raise your voice to your wife or your husband, if you throw stuff down, if you're yelling at your children, if you're speaking to them in harsh tones, mm -hmm. well, what do, you, what do you think they're gonna think? This is how we speak. Right. This is what we do. I think it gets, um, it's just such a habit. It's so easy for it to be a habit because of what we watch and the movies we see and language, <laughs> language throughout language. the day. I mean, you know, Maybe you let something slip or you let something fly and boy, your kid's going to pick right up on that. Mm -hmm. So don't be embarrassed when you're out in public and they drop something on the floor and there it goes. <laughs> oh, Where no. did they learn that? Um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can substitute something else that elevates the mood. Uh-oh, just uh-oh, or oh well, something like that, which kind of makes things roll off your back. What if you do yell at your kids? What do you do, Bonnie? Well, you ask for forgiveness yeah you just stop and ask for forgiveness oh man i really wish i hadn't done yeah. that that was so inappropriate i'm so sorry will you please forgive me for that yeah and then you move along and now what have you modeled repentance mm -hmm. and changing and that you're working on it too and right. that's okay to do that in our family we mess up we pick ourselves up and we move on right and we're striving for something better here. And if you have older kids or even younger ones too, ask them hey you know i'm working on that one would you could you pray about that for me love it Beautiful. And you're accountable to them too, which I, is great. So good. And then there's the obvious physical stuff. Like we're all 
not at our best when we haven't had a nap or we haven't gotten enough sleep when we have low blood sugar we're hungry so allow for that so if you were traveling over christmas and you were in a car and then you were in an airplane and then you were in another car and then you were in a different house and your your children got to stay up extra late and then they got up extra early because they wanted to play with cousins and then they have an angry outburst well surprise surprise (laughs) shocker That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And so you need to, as much as you can, set your children up for success. But then just also know you can't perfectly orchestrate every day of their lives. Right. And that's just just life going to happen. That's That's, right. And we're working on it. And and what the goal is, is in situations like that, eventually to have them be able to have the self-control that they need. Mm -hmm. But it's a process, ladies. Mm -hmm. It's a process. So there are something like, 87 different emotions that I think we as humans can feel. They're on like a, you see them in I was about to say, where'd you get this number? Um, you see them in the therapist's office, like the emotion wheels and stuff with the faces that kids can point to to help them give words to right. what feeling. 87? That's a lot. I mean, there's like real gradations of It's probably helpful. I think I want one of those in my wall in my office. <laughs> <laughs> well... I don't know how many of us need to go. I think I'm level three of the sad. I, I think wheel. every husband would like every wife to do that. They don't want to interpret it. That's Just point true. to the wheel, woman. Point to the wheel. <laughs> For the love of God. Just point to the wheel. <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, Valentine's Day idea. <laughs> You're welcome. There's your present idea. Here we go. Well, out of those 87... Over 25% of them, that's a ton, that's a chunk, oh my goodness. are likely to present as anger or with anger. So that's what I mean when I say anger is a mask. Like you may be showing oh. anger, but you're feeling fear or shame or hurt or humiliation or loneliness. You have to know what's happening to be able to help it. Wow. And just I let think that sink in. Just personally in our marriage, this, this would have been really, really good to know early on. And I didn't know it. So it looked like I'm just like an angry person all the time. But I was so afraid of so many things. Mm. And I was so embarrassed by so many things. And I was so frustrated by so many things. But I only had one word and one mode. Uh, It would have been super helpful if I didn't know that early on as a young wife and a young mom to convey that to my kids. Yeah. So if if you're hearing this for the first time today, then... powerful use it powerful so okay so those are all like there's probably more but those are lots of things that could be going on behind the scenes when your children are acting angry what can we as parents do when your child is having an angry outburst what do we do well first of all we can take a beat and think through the list we just went through Mm -hmm. okay what could be happening what could be happening because you're the you're the grown-up here you you know the context better than they do a lot of times especially when they're young and first thing you can do is let them know they can be in charge of their emotions. They're not, they don't have to be enslaved. I think that's such a, you know, we were talking about before that kids aren't in control of much. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great area that you can hand them on a silver platter. You can be in control of your emotions. Yes. You pick. Yes. Um, and then I help, then I think it super helps them like get all that under control. Yes. Now I'll, I'll say up front here, this was not the, um, sin that characterized my children there were other ones i think and i think we're going to talk about a lot of other emotions in future episodes and we'll get to like my own children so when when they got angry and like really angry Mm -hmm. i was not going to let them like wreck 
the tone of our home Mm -hmm. that was going on. So I would say you can be in charge of your emotions, but you can't do all that right here in the middle, middle of all us, of all of us. Mm -hmm. And I would say you can go, you know, to your room if you want to go hang out by yourself or go outside or you can go sit in a chair what do you think about that did yeah. you send yours away when they were angry well what did it, you do you know you think about tantrums or right you're just exploding you've lost it yes. um then there's no reasoning with that with a child that's in the middle of that so yes um and it's not the same thing as saying you can't be angry Right. Or that your emotion is you bad. can be angry I see that you're having trouble right now I see that you're having <laughs> You know, you're frustrated, whatever it is, try to put some language to it. We're going to go sit in this other room until you can like simmer down a little bit. And then I'm happy to talk to you about it. Then we can talk through it. Yes. You're not just banishing them because they've had this quote unquote bad emotion. Yeah. Like you're, that's shameful and you can't be around us. We're not saying that. Right. And when they were younger and they couldn't really put even words to it. So we're talking um, baby toddlerish, you know, before they could speak in sentences. I just did playpen or crib Mm -hmm. you know if they're flailing around screaming it's like okay well you can just go in this contained safe space and i'm gonna step aside and when i hear you take it down a notch yeah i'm gonna come in and try to help you yeah you know rein it in but tantrums need an audience to be Mm -hmm. fully effective Mm -hmm. and we tried our best not to to give them that right a lot of times with young kids especially it's a frustration Mm -hmm. um i can't do it just like i want to do it my skills haven't caught up with my Um, expectations or what I want to have happen and I'm just gonna throw it or they can't even tell you I bet they can think it in their brains but they can't get it out right right yet in words and they're like I can't tell you what I need (laughs) so now I'm just gonna scream so we were just like yeah we're not that's not what we're doing Mm -hmm. that's not the voice you you give them language Mm -hmm. do you need to ask for help Mm -hmm. I'm here if you want me to help you something like that do you need to um Yes. Do you need a cracker or some juice? You know, you're hungry. We can fix that. But you're also not running around um, mood fixing is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not I'm going to make you happy. Oh, my goodness. My whole mission is making you happy at all costs. No, you're not bending over backwards to do that because um, we can do that as parents real easily. <laughs> you can do it as a parent and you can do it out of um, the need for your family to be a certain way. Like I want my children to behave perfectly or mm-hmm. in this way that makes me feel good but it can also be um they can jerk you around emotionally it can be really good manipulators yeah they really can manipulate you if they see oh mom jumps to it whenever i Mm -hmm. have these really strong emotions and so Mm -hmm. she's going to come in and fix it watch this yeah i had a one of mine was um it it was a weird thing but i kind of remember doing it as a kid too so there you go comes by it honestly (laughs) um something would happen they would get hurt accidentally hurt mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. and their reaction was extremely angry oh yeah and um it was a embarrassment or humiliation mm-hmm. feeling that couldn't be articulated but it would just come out you know you you as a parent rush over are you okay can i do something to help you oh let's go wash that off and it was like a no push you away no mm. i don't want to do that no everyone just leave me alone and as an angry person at the mm-hmm. time, I would get angry back. Mm. Well, that's no way to talk to me. Yeah. You don't need to be talking to me like that. Instead of, okay, let's take a break. Right. Your knee, you're not going to bleed to death. You sit over there with a bloody knee if you want to. And I'm going to come back and teach you when you're embarrassed, how to ask for help. You know, when mm. you're hurt. Yes. Don't react against people who are trying to help you. 
that would be a time of non-conflict. Exactly. Which is the best time to be teaching anything, right? Exactly. It's, you're not going to get through to them when they're pushing you away or yelling or crying and anger. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's not going to work. And yeah, I, you're making me remember, yeah, all the, I just did learn to step away. All the times I said, you know what? We're all going to have about a <laughs> two minute timeout right here yeah. or things are going to go real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pause button to be continued. Yes. Let's pick this up in two minutes, That's three why minutes. It's so great to have a partner in parenting because usually the, one of you is not going to be that way. And one of you can say, let me take care of this. Yeah, I got this. Oh, I that's such see, a beautiful sentence. Like, I can see you're getting frustrated. How about you go? <laughs> he would do the same thing. Oh, so and the next thing you don't want to do. So you do want to tell them they can be in charge of their emotions. You do want to give them a timeout to let them like have a, little, have a little break, simmer down. What do you not want to do, Bonnie? Well, you don't want to shame them. Remember, it's just an indicator light. So shaming them would be like, well, don't take it so personally. Why are you so mad? Yeah. You see my tone changes oh. there? Why are you so hysterical? Sending mm. that message that it's not okay to feel what they're feeling. I've also heard a mom do this, and it was good intentions. What do you think about this? Well, you're just going to have to forgive them. Like immediately, they just go straight to the forgiveness mm. when they when the emotion is anger. Right. I think that people who are wronged or <laughs> for whatever reason are hurt by somebody you're gonna feel that yeah i know that hurt i know that you, you have to acknowledge that i think not acknowledging it is really bad you need to acknowledge it and then, then later on. you do obviously i mean you know i'm for forgiveness yeah but to me like when someone's told me that um that's that's their immediate reaction when i've shared something that's really upset me or angered me it is discounting how i'm feeling mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily feel shame but i feel yeah i do like i feel shamed like oh no don't you know you need to go straight you need to get to forgiveness mm-hmm. like why are you not got marching straight down the forgiveness road yeah and i'm like well hold on a second <laughs> yeah give me a minute <laughs> just give me a minute here <laughs> so you want to do that with your children too like you don't shame them into like immediately like oh no 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 we got to move straight past anger right into something else yeah like you know one of your kids takes a grabs a toy from the other one well, they've got this internal justice meter in them that is like, no, that wasn't fair. I should have had that <laughs> That's right. You just grabbed it. So there needs to be some, um, yes, it was okay for them to get angry. It's not okay to hit them back. It's not right. okay to beat them over the head with the toy. But uh, it's okay for them to get angry. And then later on, obviously, they're going to have to work it out through, I'm sorry I took the toy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I snapped at you. Both of them probably have some. I'm sorry to do. I'm sorry. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And acknowledging you can put words to the emotions like you were just saying. I I bet that made you feel really hurt Mm -hmm. that your friend would take your toy like that. Mm -hmm. That hurts your feelings that I can see that makes you angry. We just can't react in that way. And for older kids, turn the questions. Always about questions with older kids. So you've been working through this with younger kids. By the time you get to elementary age, turn it back on them. What's a better way you could have handled that? Like, tell me what you were feeling and what what could you have done with that feeling instead of the action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they can probably work through it at that point and tell you they've by then they've got the vocabulary they've gotten hopefully the forgiveness part down and all of that so give it back to them absolutely yeah questions that's how you know how much stuff you've like planted in their moral warehouse is mm-hmm. actually stuck yeah can they actually access that information <laughs> 
pull it out when they need it. And use it. This this is good information for you. Yeah. And I did just mention this, and I'll say it again. Give them a vocabulary for what they're feeling. This is true for any age where their brain is under construction. But for young kids who may not have an actual vocabulary, it's good to help them dig deeper. I can see you're feeling frustrated when their skills don't match their expectations. They want to line up their cars and they can't get it just right. Mm -hmm. They want to draw the perfect picture. And they, they have you ever seen a child? They were they're drawing a picture and then one little mark goes wrong and oh, they yeah. scratch it out. Big, huge X's. Oh, yes. With the marker, throw the piece of paper away, tear it in half. Have I ever seen a child do that? <laughs> I was notorious, my poor dad, for throwing my math book across the room because I couldn't do the numbers. <laughs> no. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yes. And and then remember, it's not always just frustration. It can also be grief. You know, anger can be masking grief. So I know it's not fair that grandpa died. I know we prayed for grandpa to get healed. I'm really sad about that too. Mm -hmm. And then back to our mood chart and our pictures. That's super helpful. It really is, yeah. And there's so many of them out there, easily available. Yeah, online. I would be on that if I were raising young children again. So yeah, there's there's just help them name it so that they can in the future name it for themselves. Right. And I would caution against, don't just say you need to calm down. Because, like, how does that work when your husband says that to you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Moving Not on. good. <laughs> That's the answer to that. That's Not exactly good. The to that. <laughs> so, let's talk about body language. And, and I thought this was super interesting because anger can be a really clenchy emotion. We ball up our fists, we screw up our faces, we cross our arms. If you can relax your child's body language, it can change their emotional vibe because our bodies are important. It's mm. like a body mind connection. So, mm -hmm. Open your hands wide, spread your arms wide. Let's release the angries, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. Um, my daughter was babysitting and one time and there was an SOS phone call. There, there was a next level tantrum. I've never seen a tantrum like this. I mean, it was, it was 30 minutes mm -hmm. of full on screaming. I mean, I was like, kudos to you. <laughs> I'm not sure I could scream for 30 minutes. Like that is impressive on some level. Mm -hmm. But when, the, when at the end, when it was all done, yeah, it's not just body language. It was just body positioning. I was like, all of this inner tension, we have to release it. Yes. So we ran out, went outside and played games and ran and ran and ran and ran mm -hmm. to just really try and help the child release all that they were carrying, all that clenched up. Yeah, that's, um, that's so important. It's been proven over and over again. Your body carries all that stuff mm -hmm. and it manifests itself, as we've heard, in unhealthy ways. So... Um, it's a fight or flight. And if you don't release all those toxins and endorphins and adrenaline, mm -hmm. it's going to store up in bad ways. So mm -hmm. the way to the best and healthiest way to do that is exercise. Yeah, girl, I was a beast on the elliptical machine <laughs> during the angry years. <laughs> I could work. I could go three, four, five miles on that thing. I mean, and it was it was just releasing. I could feel it. I could feel my body just letting down. Yeah all of those awful chemicals and the and then finally the relaxation would come just from exhaustion yeah it was so good anger so is so good for you <laughs> it is exhausting it is. so we've talked about times of non-conflict so when you see that they're not angry or in times when they're not angry just go back through hey remember what happened yesterday and how we acted there try to role play situations where they typically get angry and reconstruct how that could have gone role-playing is so helpful it gives it gives them like they're acting it out so they know they can do it 
It's so, so helpful. Um, we did this for lots of things, for learning to speak when you're spoken to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're going to say, hey, you look nice. And you're going to say, thank you. <laughs> right. And you, <laughs> and you look them in the eye. And then you ask a question back to them or you mm-hmm. say something back to them. This back and forth, it's really helpful. And listen, it's helpful as adults. Yeah, it is. If you have a hard conversation you've got to have, role-playing it, saying it to yourself in the mirror, that is really helpful. Mm-hmm. It'll help you tr- choose your words more wisely. And you see yourself doing it in a calm way. Yes. You see, there's something about watching that play out, yes. some visual thing. Yes. So, yeah, and for sure. We've, we've said this several times, but we're gonna say it one more time. Avoid reinforcing angry outbursts. Yeah. If you, as a parent, are prone to anger, it's very likely your child's anger will trigger a similar response from you, creating a cycle. It's critical that your tone and your volume remain low and measured. So if you can't manage this, we'll say it again, take a step away and have a time out. And just say that, tell that to your child, which is a great modeling thing in of itself. Ma, I'm really angry right now. I'm gonna have to step away so that I don't say something mean. Mm-hmm. What a great <laughs> example. Fine. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. It's not fun when you're doing it, but it's. I'm thinking back on it. It's such a gift yeah. that was given to me to have to learn to do that. Mm-hmm. I was. I would say, I was telling somebody the other day, in my 20s and early 30s, I would say I was characterized by anger. But now I would say I'm not. Same. I mean, I still get angry, but I would not say that's my characteristic response. I would say the same When things thing. don't go the way I want them to. And wow, like what growth. But y'all, that's a lot of years. It is a lot of years. <laughs> that's and a lot I, of years. Yeah. And children, I'm sorry. I'll just say it again. <laughs> no. You've heard it before, but there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, breathe. Count to 10. Do whatever it takes to step away and tell your child that you're doing that. It's not a shameful thing. It's a, it's a positive thing. <laughs> So there's this great resource that we're going to have listed on our website of things that you can do. Um, it's called parentswithconfidence.com and calm down strategies for kids. There's yeah. like 75 things. Yeah, bunches of them. We just listed a handful, but there's a whole lot more. Right. At the top of the list, breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathing is good for so many things. Breathing exercise are the quickest way to decrease the body's stress response. So do it with your kid. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to breathe through this. Oh, you're really frustrated. Let's just do three big breaths in and out. And you'll be surprised how much that can diffuse the situation. Emma and I, we decided to do yoga for um, her PE class in high school because, you know, homeschool PE, we're like, what are we going to do? So mm-hmm. we got a DVD and there was this breathing technique where you hold one nostril closed <laughs> and you breathe in and then you breathe out through the other nostril, you plug up the other one. And we got so tickled doing it because it was so ridiculous. It became like our go-to thing when we needed to relax. We're like, okay, do the breathing exercise. In through one nostril, hold for three counts, out through the other nostril. It was, it, that in itself just became a fun, like, hey, oh, we just, gotta do it. Yeah, Time humor. to breathe. Use humor whenever possible. <laughs> I'm totally all about that. Yes. Okay, so you can squeeze something, you know, those little um, squeezy Stressy balls. balls. Yeah. They feel so good mm-hmm. to squeeze. Anything that's got that good, like, rebound bounce. Which is doing it. the same thing that exercise is. It's just giving your body somewhere something to put that. Something to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can yell into a pillow or blanket. Okay, that never really makes me feel better. It doesn't me either. If I vent my anger, I actually still feel really angry. But now, release. here's the time that I have um, talked to moms that I think it was probably really effective to release is a huge trauma. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a student whose parents went through a terrible divorce, which um, 
was very hurtful and he was mm, middle elementary when it happened mm-hmm. and one of the things that she did with her child was like whenever you're feeling this massive amount of anger about the situation if you're mad at me or you're mad at your dad or you're you're mad at um that it's happening mm-hmm. she's like just let me know and we'll take care of it and she said she would go in the backyard with a dozen eggs and they would just throw eggs at trees at the trees in the backyard and yell and throw them and i gotta say that was one of the most well-adjusted uh young men that i had ever seen who'd been through such a, a big trauma mm. and one of the things she did was she got him into a really excellent child counselor right away and she did she let him vent his anger yeah in ways that were not destructive mm-hmm. so i think there is a caveat for that but in general if i just yelled i i just felt terrible like no, I, you like you don't want to just go into your room and scream because yeah, again that disrupts then, the whole house yeah yeah and i have like just kind of yelled in in my own presence i don't like it mm-hmm. so just take that for what it's worth yeah there's yeah, a time for everything good. maybe but but don't do it too often. So another one of those good ones is to just push your palms together really hard. Mm-hmm. Hold them there for like a count of five or ten, whatever your child can do. Then release and repeat. That's just channeling it to go somewhere. Girl, we physically. did that not just for anger. We just did that for self-control. Mm-hmm. We did that for the public bathroom. <laughs> I don't want you touching anything. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. <laughs> Stand right there. Put yes. your hands together. <laughs> but this is more of a like pushing, it, a clenching. A, but it does help you get centered yes it really does it does all your energy goes somewhere mm-hmm. it's really really helpful so go for a walk outside pray in the moment or pray soon after um and then i think this one's good especially for older kids to to do this watch the emotions go by kind of thing and see if you can name them so mm. just like close your eyes do this imaginary uh scenario with your child wow there's a lot of anger in there mm. there goes anger it's on the road it's a big angry red car what else is in there what other cars are on the road and you just kind of watch them Mm. what colors are those and and it diffuses the anger and then it also helps them name what's going on underneath that's the peeling the onion yeah that's really really good so once more your child should not hold the rest of your house hostage with their anger feeling angry is not bad but it does affect relationships they can feel angry they can give themselves space to feel that anger and release that anger. But it's not okay to scream at other people, to say, I hate you, to destroy property. If those behaviors happen in the middle of an angry outburst, now you've got a whole nother job. <laughs> right. You got to walk your child through asking for forgiveness, admitting they were wrong, restoring the relationships, and re- like restoring whatever they broke too. If yeah. they threw stuff and broke stuff, they're going to have to make restitution for that. Right. Yeah, because anger has collateral damage. Yeah, it, it does. just does. It's That's the dynamite it, emotion. It is. It destroys. It blows things up. So, and on a positive note, as always, when you catch your child having self-control, especially if anger is one of their um, trouble issues, yeah. then praise them for that. Yes. And make yes. sure to mention it in their presence when you tell somebody else. Like today, Aiden was really frustrated when his Legos wouldn't fit together the way he wanted. But instead of yelling... He asked for help. He took a deep breath. He tried again. And your child is hearing himself be praised for the thing that you're trying to get to. I heard this recommendation um, or read it in an article. It said to praise your child for how they calm down. Oh, I'm so proud of you for calming down. Even if it took a really long time, you can praise for that. I'm proud of you for calming down. Mm -hmm. You're not lying that they did it well. (laughs) 
but right but what you're wanting is as a parent is more times way more times you want to be elevating the positive yeah than suppressing the negative and with anger that's tricky because it's so inflammatory and it brings up so much in you you're like quash it quash it right now <laughs> but you want to be looking you want to be looking for times they extend patience yeah towards someone instead of getting angry where they extend forgiveness where they absorb a wrong that's mm-hmm. done to them you want to be looking for that big time or things that you know would normally make them get really angry and you see it not yes point it out and set them up for success yeah don't tempt them to anger I think in scripture it says fathers don't exasperate your children. Mm -hmm. That's tempting them to anger. When you're exasperated, that's definitely an emotion that leads to anger. In my, at least in my experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So don't do that. So after age five, we start to see kids have more emotional regulation skills, but this isn't necessarily something they'll just do. Yeah, just because they have the ability to do it. Yeah, not osmosis. (laughs) Right. We still have to train them to do it. So you got to help them with that skill, just like any other skill. You can't ignore it or think that it's going to resolve on its own. This one can be a lifelong struggle. Mm-hmm. So just don't leave it to chance. Right? Yeah. Tim Keller has an awesome sermon that Renee turned me on to right before this podcast on anger. So I, I recommend that you look that up and, and listen to that one. Yes. But in that sermon, I thought it was so great. He talked about, especially with teens who can push our buttons more than any other age group, I think. Especially when they come at you, they know exactly where to, they know exactly where to go, you know, with words like, I hate you. You've never done anything for me. You've, you know, you don't care about me. You don't love me. They know all the things that you're like, are you kidding me? My entire life has been I about you, I just gave you, up the kid. last 20 years for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's so hurtful and so painful. So a lot of times we either say it's so painful, we're going to withdraw as a parent. Well, mm-hmm. fine. I'm just mm-hmm. fine. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Get out of my sight. Mm-hmm. Or we return it, which is a lot of what we've been talking about. Oh, yeah? Well, if that's what you think, let me just tell you what you are, which is also not okay. But if we can absorb that, which is so it's painful. Painful, yeah. But so loving, and return it with truth without payback, um, that can actually save our kids from themselves. I thought that was such a crucial point in his sermon and so, so true. Well, you're acting just like Christ when you do that. Oh my goodness. Yes. You're absorbing unjust accusations. Yep. And you're returning a soft answer. You're returning love. You're returning loyalty, even when they're defying you, rebelling against you. Mm -hmm. Insulting you. Insulting you. In the worst ways, which they... Boy, they sure know how to do. But mm-hmm. it's like saying that, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. To be mm-hmm. able to say that in the face of a raging teenager is so hard. One of the hardest points of parenting. Yeah, it's powerful, though. So powerful. Yeah. So there's so many great resources out there um, for moms, especially of young kids. I love the Mercer Meyer Little Critter series. Oh, I, oh, I love a good children's we book. Used to read those I want to go time. buy all of these. And <laughs> Dottie's only like seven months old. Yes, Dottie can use them. Um, so there's one called I Was So Mad, that Mercer Meyer, Llama Llama, Mad at Mama. I choose to calm my anger. I am stronger than my anger. A lot of these are going to be um, listed on our website. Um, and then one a great one for parents is A Volcano in My Tummy. That's a good reference for parents and caregivers. Mm, so good. I like that title. That's good. So remember, 
Moms, anger is a common, passionate emotion for the young. Paul writes to Timothy, his son in the faith, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. By God's grace and our obedience, we can help our kids do just that. Amen to that. Don't give up. Don't give up. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to have all these um, resources on our website, like we talked about, which is at justaskyourmom.com. We're also on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And we'd love for you to rate us and give us a review if you're listening. And better yet, subscribe so you get a new episode each Monday morning. And thank you uh, to our listener for yes. this topic suggestion. So this good. is really beautiful. I, you know, I don't think a topic on anger would normally be beautiful, but it um, was a beautiful exploration. Yes, a lot to learn. Of how we can help our kids hold the tension as image bearers of God. So send us those topics at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.